The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Hello, hello. Robert Bain here with another podcast. Today is the 3rd of what? Of October? Wow. <laughs> Year is coming by quickly. The 3rd of October, and it's a beautiful day in the Bahamas. And of course, this podcast is coming from Nassau, Bahamas, one of the islands uh, in the Commonwealth of, of the Bahamas. Uh, we boast of having 700 of them. And I think about 13 of them are. Uh, yeah, about, yeah, uh, inhabited, yeah, meaning people live on them. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, like I always say, you know, all of, all of my podcasts are very um, special uh, because I bring in special per- people, and people who, like myself, who are in the arts. And this podcast was designed for persons like myself, so we can have our own way, as we say, in the Bahamas. And uh, we have some things that we want to talk about and things that are important um, to the arts in this country, uh, to the development of this country, because we play a very uh, important part in the development of this uh, beautiful country we call the Bahamas. Um, Today, like I say, all my guests are special. Well, first of all, let me just thank uh, Jason Ferguson for that in- introduction. You know, you give credit where credit is due. Uh, the music you heard in the introduction was by Jason Ferguson. And uh, I love the way he captured a bit of John Canoe, uh in that uh, rendition. Um, but my guest today is um, very, very an iconic Bahamian, uh, an icon in this country. Uh, he's a musician. Um, I have known him for a couple of years. Uh, I think I met him for the first time performing at the Casbah Lounge and El Casino in Freeport um, many, many moons ago. It was one of my visits back uh, home from New York at the time. It was in the 70s, eh? And, um, <clears throat> and he has, um, well, let me, he's going to tell you about himself, but I am... Happy to be sitting down uh, this afternoon with the one and only Freddie Munnings Jr. Um, and uh, we always have a lot to talk about. Uh, we care about the same thing. We care about this country. We love this country. And we like to see things happen just a little better. My brother, welcome to Tea and Talk. Robert, it is indeed a pleasure to be with you. Uh, congratulations on this wonderful broadcast, um, Tea and Talk. I'm sure you introduced your guests to our particular unique teas. Like oh, absolutely. Grass, absolutely. Sour sublime. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, and sour lime and all these kind of things. Oh, right? absolutely. And I had mine this morning. I had my field grass this morning and like you, 
Um, but paint a picture for us. What, mm. what, what, what has truly happened over the past 50 years? Let me see if I can do that. 50 years in less than two minutes. Let me see if we can kind of encapsulate that. Mm. Back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the nightclub and the performing arts industries were in an area in, the Bahama, in New Providence we call Over the Hill. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were in, if you were in the United States, you say in the, in the ghetto. In the ghetto, yeah. Where the people live, where the okay. mostly black people live. Mm-hmm. Um, black artists and black people were not allowed into the white mega resorts in the Bahamas. Wow, okay. Uh, they may have been allowed to go in and perform, but they were not allowed to go in, in most cases, as guests. The guests were reserved for the foreign white tourists that mm-hmm. came to the Bahamas during that era. Okay. And they only came for a certain part of the year, during the winter season, perhaps from November to maybe April, May, mm-hmm. and the season then would close. But what happened... After the guests would have seen the the bands that were big band sounds, small yes. combos, etc., emulating what they heard out of the United States, mm-hmm. like the Benny Goodman band or or these mega orchestras, you know, the Philadelphia uh, uh, pop band, these mm-hmm. kind of things, they would then want to know where do the Bahamian entertainers go after they leave the supper clubs. Yes. And they will literally follow them over the hill. Over the hill. To the resort, to the in the, to the um, nightclubs that were primarily owned by Bahamians. Yes. And I can list them off. I mean, we did a research the other day. There were some fifty operating successfully in New Providence, which is all of twenty-one by seven miles. That's the, <laughs> so. Can you imagine from Fox Hill in the east mm-hmm. to Adelaide in the west? And these nightclubs sprinkle throughout the island. Mm-hmm. And all hours of the night, from 8 o'clock to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you will find tourists, mostly white tourists, meandering throughout the island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there was no, no reason to be concerned about any kind of crime or anything. Back, yes. But they would go to the nightclubs. And my father was one of the owners of one of them, the Cattenfield Nightclub. Yes. Then you had like the Zanzibar, the Silver Slipper, the Paul Mears, Shea Paul Mears, mm-hmm. the other, and the list goes on. Right. But then they will experience the Bahamian entertainment. Right. And they would love it. And they keep coming back for it. Mm-hmm. After 67, when majority rule, when the black government took over from the oligarchy, mm-hmm. They broke down the barrier to allow black behaviors to go into the mega resorts. As a result of that, when the mega resort owners realized that the guests were leaving their properties to go over the hill for the entertainment, they invited the local bands to come and play in the resorts. Interesting. Interesting. So when the mega, the popular Bahamian bands that would have played at the Cattenfield, that would have played at the uh, um, Banana Boat, that would have played at the Yellow Bird and other local nightclubs that were owned by black Bahamians primarily. The the Jungle Club, eh? All of them, yeah. Yeah. The Jungle Club. They then invite them to Paradise Island. 
They invited them to the Emerald Beach and the Nassau Beach and all these mega resorts. Mm -hmm. And they paid them a little more money because they could afford to because they, they used them to keep the visitor in the hotels. It's interesting. So that they could keep them, they could eat there. Then once they finished eating, instead of going outside for entertainment, they stayed right on well, property. Well, that's happening now. And that's still happening today. Today. And that's how the nightclub industry in New Providence and throughout the Bahamas was destroyed. Wow. In my opinion. Yeah. The, 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 the black Bahamian entrepreneurs could not compete with the mega dollars of the mega properties mm -hmm. who wanted to keep the tourists on their properties because the longer they kept them there, the more money they would spend in their properties as opposed to going outside to the Bahamian uh, operations mm -hmm. to spend their monies and party in those respective places. So how do we, so how do we change this thing now? I mean, this has been happening for 50 years and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Uh, and and um, we realize that culturally uh, things are, I, I wouldn't say dying. Uh, I remember Miss uh, Pat Bazard, God rest her soul, she said one time ago, she said, you know, we're just at the, the gate of the graveyard. And it, we're in the grave now. Right. And we, right? We're so, in the grave now. Are we in the grave now? Yes, sir. Or would, are we pleased? How do we get them not to cover us? With, with, well, with, they're about to cover us, but there is hope because of people like you and what you're doing. This is a powerful medium that you're using because you could educate and inform people. Right. What we need, Robert, is ownership. He who pays the piper calls to tune. Mm -hmm. If you are working for the foreign direct investor, he will tell you what he wants and he will allow you to do what he wants you to do on his property. Yes. We must get back to ownership. Unfortunately, over the last 50 years, I would dare say that the um, tourism model is outdated. <laughs> we need to change it. Yeah. The mega resorts do not work anymore. You mentioned the Caspa in Grand Bahama, mm -hmm. but that doesn't exist anymore. No. Why? Because that casino and that hotel has closed. Right. The King's Inn has closed. Mm -hmm. All these mega resorts, other than maybe but two or three of them, have closed. Right. So what we need to do is get back to Bahamian ownership. We cannot only depend on foreign direct investors. Yes, we want them to invest, but they should partner with Bahamians. We should have ownership in the industry of tourism. We should have small boutique hotels. We should have nightclubs. It should be mandatory in the heads of agreement with these mega resorts that Bahamian own a space in them to make sure that the Bahamian experience is featured in those resorts. Because you could come to a resort in the Bahamas today and never interact with a Bahamian cultural or entertainment experience because most, 90% of the entertainment you'll experience in these mega resorts are mm -hmm. foreign direct. Mm -hmm. They're not Bahamian. Mm -hmm. So you could come to the Bahamas and don't have a Bahamian experience, as they do at most of these mega resorts as they do on these cruise ships. Yeah. They come, but they do not experience the culture of our country. Yeah, yeah. That is the problem. Yeah. So yeah. you're coming to the Bahamas, but are you having a Bahamian experience? Yeah. The answer is no. 
Well, how so we, we have to change that. Yeah, well, how do we do it? I mean, it, it has to. I, I, I agree. It has to be uh, uh, mended into the the, the the mechanism of how we operate daily and how we function as a country and as a uh, as an economy and everything else. That but how do we? The the problem is nobody's listening. Well, Deborah, well, 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 Robert, I dare say that you were doing it. This Bahamas Dance Company is your company, correct? Well, it's 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 a it's the Bahamas. It's, it's for the Bahamas. It's it the represents. Bahamas. It's it's represented. It's a representative of the Bahamas. Right. We we are the national entity. You are the entity. national entity. Yeah. But we and you are you got a, a a small subvention from the government. But but the most part, you got to go out and generate income to facilitate this property. Yes. We have we have advised the government for the last thirty years that we must establish a Bahamian Entertainment Cultural Encouragement Act that will incentivize the local businesses mm -hmm. to invest in the entertainment industry yeah. as they do in the United States and Canada and other places. For example, if Robert Bain wants to put on a, a Bahamian series, dance series, you should be able to go to a mega Bahamian sponsor, for example, one of our web shops mm -hmm. or one of our mega uh, food outlets or beverage outlets mm -hmm. and say to them, I need $50,000. Mm -hmm. If you invest $50,000 into my series, you could then write off $100,000 of your tax uh, responsibilities to the government. Yeah. Either in real property tax, either in VAT tax, or some other import export tax that you pay. That is that is ideal and, and that has incentivizing now yeah, this yes. this company. Yeah. If he spends fifty grand, he could write off a hundred thousand. That's not see the thing about that though. That is that is ideal and right. and but it's it, it's not how do we get them to include that in the mechanism of by creating the legislation. Like they have, they have incentivized a hotel. Do you realize when these mega resorts come here, they give them millions and billions of dollars to bring them to this country? You're kidding me, right? They don't pay no taxes for the most part in certain areas. They are exempt from certain taxes for 20 and 30 years. They give them millions of dollars annually to promote their businesses. <laughs> this is happening today. <laughs> Listen, um, this is happening as we speak. That's why I'm saying it has to be in, in it has to be enshrined in law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I say to a, a local business, if you invest in the orange economy, for every dollar you spend, you mm -hmm. could write two off of your taxes that you pay the government. And so those companies who they claim owe them millions of dollars in real property tax, mm -hmm. if they owe them twenty million. If they invest a million dollars in the arts, they could write off two million dollars of their tax. How do we? How do we get the the powers that be? We got to gotta see elect this? the right people because we. Because the thing about it, I realized that we. I we've had this conversation before you and I, mm -hmm. um, and I've had this conversation with others, mm -hmm. and 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 it's all right. It's it's all right. We we say the right thing, and we have the right ideas. But how do we get it to work? How do we get the, the, the person 
for example, somebody like the prime minister to understand that this is viable. This is something that need to be done. Um, how do we get him to understand the the impact that cult that the the that culture, our culture, which is not only the arts but food and everything else, uh, uh, to understand how important it is to the development of this country. There are so many aspects of it in the development. It's the development of the, the country itself as we uh, um, present ourselves out there to the world. And it also has an impact on educating the young persons coming up, educating the country, period. How do we get from to get them to understand, to get somebody like the prime minister to understand the importance of what we're talking about, the importance of putting more Bahamians to work because Bahamians are very resourceful, very creative. Um, when you create a show, for example, you're hiring, um, uh, you're hiring dancers, you're hiring singers, you're hiring musicians, you're hiring purpose people in wardrobe, you're hiring tailors and seamstress and, and persons of different people. The Junkanoo itself, I mean, the Bahamians are creative in building stuff. You are you're also creating jobs for Junkanoo artists. You're creating jobs for electricians. You're creating jobs for carpenters. You're creating jobs for car, people that carve musicians, writing musicians. You're creating all the, these jobs. And right now, as we speak, these persons, some of these persons that we're, we're talking about, they struggling, man. They they have an, and they have this. They have this beautiful gift. They have the the power to help us to to grow and to be more brilliant out on on the world. More brilliant. I I'm, I am shocked that these people spend all this money to have people come in our country, and it could go someplace else and really developing this beautiful country of ours. I mean, I am Bahamian to the to the hilt, and that's it. And I believe that that nothing comes before us. I would like to see it change. How do we get it to change? How do we get somebody like our prime minister to understand that these things are important? How do we get the minister uh, responsible for culture to understand how important these things are? How do we get all the people in parliament to understand how important this is? Rex Nelford, the great Jamaican. I love him to death. Uh, lecturer <laughs> My friend. and professor once said, Never mind the minister of culture, but pay attention to the culture in the minister. In the minister, yes. You have to make sure that the right people are in place. When they come to you knocking on your door for your vote, ask them the question. What do you intend to do about the performing arts in the Bahamas? Teach your people where to mark their X when it's time to vote. That's the only thing that politicians respect. Mm -hmm. We must educate our people. We must inform our people. And we must make sure that those who we give the power to represent us, we hold their feet to the fire mm -hmm. and ensure, as some of us are doing, either through trade unions, for example, mm -hmm. These organizations, these are powerful organizations. Mm -hmm. I can tell you in the last election, it was the power of the trade union movement that elected this particular government. Okay. And that's why I am saying, and I would say boldly to anyone, mm -hmm. hold their feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. They are your employees. <laughs> 
No, yes. you laugh. No, we have I, given them the power. I know, and I'm to I'm, become I'm, demigods I'm re, I'm as opposed to be our representatives. Yes. When you see the minister of culture, ask him the question: What are you doing about the performing arts, and specifically, what are you doing about the dancers in this country? What about you doing about that young lady who has a master degree? in the United States of America who wished to come home and she cannot get a job at one of these resorts, yet you have a cast of Cuban dancers working every night in the Bahamas yeah. at a place called Rio. Yeah, yeah. And I called their name because I challenged them. And you are aware of this because you and I would have experienced it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why can't we have 10 Bahamian dancers doing that same work? Yeah. Which is amateur style almost yeah, dance yeah. that your dancers, any dancer that graduate out of your school <laughs> can perform. Yeah. All I'm saying, Robert, we got to stand up for what we believe in. Yeah. And too many of us are jelly back and not prepared to stand up to these politicians and make demands of them. Yeah. They are not, they are giving concessions to foreign direct investors that will oppress us. We just opened a new cruise port that's worth over a half of a billion dollars. What Bahamian experience do you see out there? What Bahamian entertainment do you see out there? They come and they stay in the country for less than eight hours. By four o'clock, they are gone, but they want you to perform on their amphitheater at eight o'clock. But when you are on the amphitheater, there is not one cruise passenger there to see you. Because they are gone. That's ridiculous. Wow. So we are allowing it though. You say it's ridiculous, yeah. but why are we allowing them to do it? Yeah, yeah. I got you. If the, if the cruise passengers are only going to be here at 4 o'clock, then you demand that they put on the shows before 4 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Why are you putting on a show at 8 o'clock for Bahamians when the cruise passengers are gone? Yeah. And they're bragging about 5 million cruise passengers coming. Yeah, they're coming, but what are we showing them? Yeah. Now they're building a private island off a of paradise island owned by the same cruise cartel. And what kind of entertainment are they bringing the food off the ship? They're bringing the, 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 the workers off the ship. They're bringing the entertainment off the ship. So what is happening to us? We sound like we're... We are allowing it though. Yeah, yeah. But there are some of us, me and one or two others, mm -hmm. who are fighting it. Mm -hmm. But then what happens? They victimize you. They blacklist you. And they say, oh, he's a bad apple. So let's not hire him and put him in the wilderness. But I don't care nothing but that. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying, this is my country. Yeah. I cannot go anywhere else and claim their country. But we allow the foreigners to come in here. Mm -hmm. And we are becoming third-class citizens in our own country. Isn't and we're allowing our politicians to continue to oppress us in this way. Yeah. You know, the that... The, for those persons who really get to hear this kind of uh, discussion or, or get this kind of information, this is why we have uh, this podcast. It's, yes. it's hopefully, uh, like I always say, at the end of this podcast, you'll be a bit smarter uh, because, um, you know, um, in, in, information is everything. Absolutely. You know, information is everything. And uh, it's, it's <clears throat> I, I, I experience it. I, I experience it. I guess, and you, you're right. You know, I asked a question yesterday. Um, we were talking, I had a podcast yesterday 
I did a recording yesterday, and uh, we kind of talked about all the, some of the issues that were happening in the country. Right. And uh, and uh, and um, I said, you know, who's to blame for it? And the person responds, we're to blame for it. We're, we're responsible because yes. if we decide to sit on our hands. That's right. Uh, that is the 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 result that we're going going to 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 experience. Correct. I. <laughs> I would like 50 years of um, development in this country. I, th I think it's time. How do we go about doing it? I don't know. Well, I, can I remind you? I, can I remind you? Go ahead. You and I don't have 50 years left. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, we got to fast forward. No, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't so. want to break a trend of thought. I just no, want to, no, it's a friendly no, reminder. No, I, I appreciate that because <laughs> I do think about it. I do right. think about it, you right. know. And... Uh, I do think about it. I um, and the thing about it, I'm trying my best as I can um, mm -hmm. because sometimes you know, each morning I get up, I, I I realize that I have to choose my battles. Absolutely. And so I I try to choose them wisely. Mm -hmm. And so one of the, the the things that I have done, I've been doing over the over the course of well, for a while actually, is I I've been writing, mm -hmm. and uh, because. This is one way of getting information out, and I right. find the other way is to actually write about it. And so, um, I mentioned yesterday that uh, in November I'll be um, um, releasing my book. Okay, it's uh, prof uh, profiles of of Bahamian dance, uh, the dance and, and the dancers. Right. And the reason why I did that is because of history. People, like you say, we don't have long, but mm. uh, people live and die mm. in this country, and there's nothing. Uh, uh, we don't talk about them. There's nothing written I about them. Some great dancers, people like Shay Paul Mears, for uh, example. Yeah. Well, if you and read Naomi Taylor, and, and if you read my book, you're and gonna Shirley Hall Bass, you, and yourself, and you, you're gonna others. You can discover that there Wonderful. are much more. There yes, are more, much, much more, more, more dancers. Yeah, I mean, know. these are the only ones I know. I'm not in the no, dance well, business. Well, there are more. There, there are more. Yes, so I'm when sure. you when you buy the book, you you would realize it. Yes. And basically, what it takes is just re research. Um, People don't know about the cat and fiddle, and they don't know right. the amount of. Uh, uh, um, they don't know the contribution that your dad made, and 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 I mean, I learned about Felix uh, Felix Johnson, Felix Johnson, and, right? The Zanzibar. The Zanzibar. Right. I learned about these people during my research, and right. and your dad, and and how Miss Bass came into the That's the, right. the uh, community, right. and, and and stuff like that, and um, you know the impact that your dad had made and I, I think it's important that it doesn't go unnoticed oh absolutely and and I think and I, I said and I said in the last podcast that we now we we have taken liberties in writing poetry and all that sort of thing which is cool mm -hmm. poetry is great and I love poetry because like I said you know I myself had you know during the pandemic got into poetry writing poetry didn't know I, I could do that mm -hmm. but it's to me it is very important that Bahamians start to write uh, their history absolutely. all right the history totally and like I told my guest yesterday if you dig deep enough in this country mm -hmm. you'll find some stuff that will just blow you away join me for part two of Discussion with Freddie Manning's Jr. You're listening to Team and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.